Weller and Gaitel, she has Milbuikas or Sukht, can Kurt Horanam Hintronona, Akas Ochasaram, Kasolipis, Gimga Krakas Banaktari, Paris and Franca, Akas Nilina Evresarum, Ak Kuminishukulir Chanavos. May I say, first of all, how very welcome you all are to our Sanukhtron this afternoon. And as President of Ireland, I'm so pleased that you were able to find time to visit me before you head off to Paris. I think that representing Ireland in the 10th Gay Games is a great, great distinction, not just for yourselves, but for all of us. And I'm delighted that so many of you will be taking part in what is a great celebration of diversity and inclusion. It's just 32 years since the first gay ga founding of the Gay Games, and they have continued to go from strength to strength, attracting uh, competitors from all over the world. I think. And I saw the last note, over 80 countries will be represented at the Games, and I'm delighted that you are part of all of that. I think it's greatly impressive to know as well that the legend statement of the Games is that no individual shall be excluded from participating on the basis of sexual orientation, gender, race, religion, nationality, ethnic origin, political belief, athletic ability, physical challenge, age or health status. I don't think you could be more inclusive than that. <laughs> uh, it is a truly inclusive statement reminding us that democracy can only be realised when all citizens are allowed the expectation that they have an opportunity to participate in the fullest sense can aspire to live the life of their choice, have their voices heard, their talents respected, and be defined by their skills and abilities as they seek to fulfill all of their possibilities. I have to say in my previous life during times in Dolia and in Shanathan, it's very important for the Irish public, and this is why you're going to Paris, it's very important to people like myself as president. It's very important to realize that decriminalization uh, was just, if you like, one of the steps that removed a disgraceful criminalization, but it is not the fullness of the journey. And it is in that sense I speak about full participation, which remains a journey to be completed by Irish society. I always remember the debate at decriminalization. It lasted about three minutes. Uh, my colleague, Maura Gagan Quinn, uh, said to me that I was one of the few colleagues she had that stayed in the chamber to hear her make, a, make her announcement. But it's easy to say that everything has now changed in the world. It has not changed. There are changes yet to happen to achieve what I say is full uh, participation. And sadly, too often in the past, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people have been excluded from that right of full participation, denied a visible presence or a voice. Indeed, some of you here will have experienced, I'm sure, a time when orientation and identity was something that was forced to be a hidden secret in order to avoid discrimination or harassment in the workplace, in social situations, and often even at home. And sadly, as well, uh, occasions of great violence. As President of Ireland, I've spoken to some of those when I visited England. I used to try in the old days to be there just in the month of December. But the, some of the saddest people I met were those who had to leave Ireland uh, because of what were then discriminatory and oppressive laws. I think of the poet Richard Murphy, for example, who in his biography 
rights of the entrapment that was involved and how the great fear of, uh, that really wrecked his life for so, for so many years. But I also think as well that social attitudes in Ireland uh, were too loosely excused on grounds of ignorance or even fund fundamentalist manipulation. It simply isn't acceptable anymore to say we didn't know. Uh, people know. And it is what I think the poet Jimmy Sini calls the collaboration of silence, which is, I think, something that has to be addressed. We have made considerable progress in developing a, a real possibility, but it has to be achieved, of a culture of equality and respect for every person that goes beyond tolerance. It is, in fact, achieving justice. And I think the changes that we have made were not made overnight. There was no overnight transformation. But due to the tireless months and years of effort to raise public awareness of the issues and to challenge old preconceptions and attitudes, and as a society, we should be forever grateful to all those who have been involved in what was little less than emancipatory and life-enhancing work, which has helped us all to take steps towards the goal that every person in our society is to be treated with dignity and respect and to have their human rights fully protected. And that, isn't, that goes far beyond tolerance. It goes beyond, for a lie, uh, the freedoms of expression in the fullest sense in the public space. We have in Ireland viewed sport as something that represents a shared ground, a collective experience, something that brings us all together, though we may be of different backgrounds, communities and traditions, in a shared experience that combines both the agony and the ecstasy of human life. But I know and we all know that sport has not always been a welcoming place for lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender people. As in many other areas of life, homophobia within the world of sports has often been a prevalent and excluding presence, often dismissed as banter. Homophobic language, verbal slurs and bullying have created for many lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender people not merely an unpleasant and forbidding environment, but a threatening and excluding one if they wish to engage in sport and sporting competitions. But now, very, very fine, very courageous women and men in sport, they've been an incredible help in changing attitudes. But it's far too slow in some sports, one with which I'm familiar, for example, and which will be celebrated in Paris in soccer. But I only need to think, for example, how slow soccer is uh, to make the changes that are necessary. And we need only reflect, for example, on the tragic life of Justin Fashionu. Thankfully, while much has changed in recent years and continues to change in these more enlightened times, increasing numbers of athletes are declaring their sexuality, with many willing to be spokespersons for LGBT issues, and in addition many national and international sports bodies and organisations have begun to take measures to promote inclusion while also speaking out against homophobia. To seek to avoid the reality, as I said, of a threatening homophobia is to be a member of what I called, what I've just said earlier, was the collaboration of the silent. There can be no doubt that the gay games, originally termed the Gay Olympics, has been an inspiring leader in creating a fair and even playing for sporting fans and embracing diversity in all its forms. 
originally in 1986, was formed to promote the visibility of gay people in sport, and they're now open to all citizens and have become an inspiring advocate for equality in the world of sport. We can be grateful to Tom Waddell when he for founding the Gay Games 32 years ago. It was established 32 years ago, it was a very different world. It was a courageous and insightful decision he took. And then, of course, he was to be sued by the United States Olympic Committee for using the word gay in association with Olympics, which is it's, its own fascinating contradiction in relation to the origin of the Olympics. <laughs> but it was, and their court case was based on the basis, the suggestion that it would be damaging to their reputation. And of course, then that's the origin of the term gay games. The event, however, has thrived and flourished under its name, becoming a beacon of enlightenment in the sporting world. And next month, as I said, thousands of people from 80 countries across the globe are expected to compete at the 10th Games in Paris, which is a great and remarkable tribute to Tom Waddell and the, his vision. And among the thousands, there would be approximately 90 athletes from Ireland, many of you here today, and you'll be flying the flag for Ireland as you take part in 40 sports over the 10 days of this year's Games. And all of you, together with your fellow competitors from other nations, will be sending what I believe to be an uplifting and affirmative message around the world as you gather in a spirit of inclusiveness, coming together to celebrate through the great medium of sport the vindication of human rights through respect for diversity and all that we as global citizens share in common. Some of you, no doubt, will come back bearing medals, and some of you may not, but while medals are, of course, important and a huge source of encouragement, but may I say whether or not you're bearing medals when you participate as citizens, you are participating on behalf of Ireland in a way in which we, of which we are very proud. Excellent role models, truly participative members of society who've had the courage to stand up in support of sport at its best, becoming a source of tolerance, fairness and equality. So I'm absolutely delighted to be able to offer you, as President of Ireland, my sincerest good wishes, not only for just a thoroughly enjoyable participation, but for a great visit to, to, to Paris. The future that is coming, when we will in fact have taken even further steps along the lines of achieving the republic that all of us want, you will have made your contribution to that. And for that, as President of Ireland, I thank you deeply. Mille